This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music, interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. And now, welcome tonight's host, John the Vernomatic Verno. Good evening, everybody. Thursday night, time for a brand new show. I invite you to go to the MetalMayhemROC.com website. There you'll find direct links to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, however you listen to your podcasting content. While you're there, check the archive drop-down box, download some past shows. The last couple weeks, we've been continuing our History of Metal series. We've had an interview show with enforcer and spirit adrift go there listen to some of the past shows subscribe review that kind of stuff helps sign up for our email list there you'll receive weekly updates on new shows merch promo and product giveaways tonight we're highlighting this weekend's live stream the metal hall of fame stream it's the fifth anniversary bash it's going on volume.com backslash metal hall of fame hosted by eddie trunk and keith roth of sirius xm radio people being inducted from the kiss camp uh doc mcgee bruce kulik eric carr and the late great bill coin their original manager iron maiden people being represented paul diano blaze bailey past singers and the original artist Derek riggs Triumph, the other Canadian three-piece, they're being inducted. Marty Friedman of Megadeth, Striper, and rock photographer Mark Weiss. So all this is going on. I have CEO of the Metal Hall of Fame, Pat Jeswaldo, on the show. We had a chance to catch up this afternoon. He's giving me the lowdown on everything that's going on. And I also have a fun interview with this gentleman, Roman Fernandez. Now, Roman Fernandez was the life partner of the late Bill Coyne, the original KISS manager, and he started a petition five, six, seven years ago, I believe, to get Bill Coyne inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. After KISS was inducted and they sort of snubbed Bill, he uh, just, out of respect to his late partner, put this movement together. It gained steam. And uh, here we are. So Bill Coins being inducted this Sunday into the Metal Hall of Fame. So uh, I caught up with Roman. We had a nice conversation, told a lot of stories about Kiss, uh, Bill Coin, and just it's a great convo. We're going to talk with Roman after we talk to Pat. So I'm excited to have on the Metal Mayhem ROC Metal Line, Pat Jeswaldo. CEO of the Metal Hall of Fame. Pat, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. Greatly appreciate it. Of course. Uh, well, it's Thursday night, and a lot of exciting things happening this week. Right off the bat, tell us about this Sunday's live stream, the Metal Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Yeah, we had to do a kind of virtual thing because of COVID. Unfortunately, we can't do the annual gala in California like we do every year in person. So we kind of had to switch over to video, but that's okay. I mean, you know, it came out great and it's going to be at two o'clock PM Eastern and everybody can watch it at volume.com slash metal hall of fame. Let's go down the list. Uh, Kiss this year, Doc McGee, manager of the current version of Kiss is being inducted. Bruce Kulik, the guitarist from the mid-80s through mid-90s, Eric Carr, the late Eric Carr, and original Kiss 
manager Bill Coin. How did these KISS guys get to the point where they're inducted? Well, we sat down as collectively as a team, the board, and of course the fan vote, which is always very important and always a, a major catalyst to who gets inducted every year. So we've been getting a lot of calls and you know emails about inductees from KISS, and especially Eric Carr and Bill Coyne. Uh, Bill Coyne unfortunately passed away some years ago, but uh, along with Eric Carr, but nobody really does anything for them, unfortunately. And I don't know why, because they're so deserving of so many things. I mean, Bill Coyne started the whole thing. If it wasn't for him, there wouldn't be any kiss, literally. Eric Carr is just a fantastic drummer. He inspired so many people, as everyone will soon see who's going to be inducting him and accepting on his behalf which is just wonderful. And it, it's great to see the outpouring uh, of love and support for Eric. Then, of course, we have Doc McGee, and we got Paul Stanley to induct Doc. Paul was uh, very gracious, and I'm glad he did it for me. And Bruce Kulick, of course. We can't forget Bruce Kulick. No, Bruce was vital in that mid-'80s, like I said, through 90s era of KISS that – uh, Animalize, Asylum, Crazy Nights period when they were gaining notoriety and more popularity post-makeup. So, and this was right before the reunion era. So Bruce Bruce is a team player. Explain to the listeners who in Iron Maiden is being inducted this year. Yeah, so we got, of course, the original vocalist and by many fans, their favorite vocalist, no disrespect to Bruce Dickinson, is uh, Paul Deano. And Paul's just, you know, Paul started it all with the band. And his era was just phenomenal. And it was great. And fans really, really love that era. Almost, I would say, just as much as the Dickinson era. I got to tell you, really. And then, of course, there's Blaze Bailey in there, too. So Blaze was there for a few years. And he held the reins while Bruce came back. Of course. And then, of course, the one and only Derek Riggs, who created Eddie, which is just Awesome. Oh, that's the marketing angle that was second to none. I know personally as a young, I think I was 12, 13 years old, when I my, the first album I got was Killers. Just looking at it, and I can't count how many hours I've spent just listening to the Iron Maiden music, looking at the album covers. It's fantastic imagery. It's Hall of Fame worthy, and that, that's a credit to you and your team for acknowledging Derek Riggs. Uh, let's see, Triumph getting the the band, Gilmore, Rick Emmett, Mike Levine, they're being inducted. Uh, Marty Friedman of Megadeth, the the uh, mid '90s era, Countdown to Extinction, Rust, Rust in Peace, that era, and the band Striper, great band, came around in the mid mid '80s. You know, they, they overcame a lot. They had that stigma that worked against them with the Christian band and this and that. Well, Striper arguably deserves to be in without a doubt. Many people would kind of say, well, they're a Christian metal band, but they're the first Christian metal band to get a platinum album. And that's just unbelievable, especially when. People thought, well, what their religious beliefs are, which is fine either way, but they made some damn good music along the way. Oh, I agree. Yellow and Black Attack. Uh, this was all that pre-stuff before To Hell with the Devil. And the last inductee is Mark the Weiss Guy Weiss. His great new book, The Decade That Rocked. Mark is one of those uh, rock and roll photographers that captured the, actually the last 40 years, one of the top three guys now, uh, D. Schneider is going to be inducting um, uh, Mark Weiss. How did how did that go when you, you when you did this? Great, actually. I mean, D. Dessert, uh asked to do it, and uh, you know we got him to do it, and it was wonderful. And uh, we're happy that he did it, of course. And he has a long history with Mark shooting "Stay Hungry," of course. And um, you know, I think that's that's a wonderful thing. So uh, let's see. Eddie Trunk's hosting the event. Who else is involved with the presentation of it? 
Yeah. So what I decided to do this year is I was really bummed out that we couldn't do the annual gala like we do in person every year. And the whole thing with California, because the COVID rules are just crazy. And especially now that NAM has been moved to June. So a few weeks ago, I thought, let me just bring the gala to New Jersey, where I live. And then we'll do a little small pre-event in person, as opposed to you know a couple thousand people that we usually get at the annual gala every year. So even though we're doing the footage, the, the gala footage, which is actually pre-recorded already with the induction ceremony for the 2021 Medal Hall of Fame, we're also doing a pre-live event uh, starting at 12 o'clock noon on September 12th. And viewers, people can also see that as well with Eddie Trunk and Keith Roth as the host. And they can see that on the live stream at volume.com slash Metal Hall of Fame. And they can see what's going on here live. And then we're going to kick it over right into the induction video, which will be from roughly 2 to 4 p.m. Okay, so so essentially, it's um, everyone just get over to volume.com backslash Metal Hall of Fame at noon Eastern time. Watch Eddie Trunk and Keith Roth doing their thing live. And then at 2 p.m., the pre-produced stream starts with all the inductions and the past archive performance that the guys have put together. That's pretty much safe yep. to say that's that's what's going on this Sunday then. Yeah, we got the whole shebang going on, plus the five-year historical overview. I'm looking forward to it. Now, is this a stream that will be uh, on demand if someone can't see it this Sunday? Yep, it'll still be there for like a month. It's free. There's no charge. So everybody can view it for free as many times as they like. Pat, tell us about the uh, live jams. Uh, some of these bands are perf- are performing live or live on tape or part of it. Uh, who's playing? Yeah. So very important part of the whole thing, since it's our fifth year anniversary, I thought what we could do is go back since it's a videotape presentation this year for the 2021 annual metal hall of fame gala and include some of the past inductions, which have been so crucial and pertinent to growing the metal hall of fame over the years And I thought that'd be a lot of fun, too, so people could see exactly some of the other footage that we have as well. And that includes Metallica inducting John and Marcia's Azula, uh, Kathy Rhodes inducting, Kathy and Kelly Rhodes, actually, inducting Randy Rhodes, Wendy Dio inducting Ronnie James Dio, Don Airey inducting Bill Ward, Don Airey being inducted, which is great. A lot of other major highlights, of course, um, getting Lee Kerslake his platinum albums from Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne, which was a little bit of a task for me. But, um, but you know, we, 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 had, we got it done. You know, Ozzy and Sharon and I, we had a couple go-arounds on the phone to see how we can make it work, and uh, we finally did. And I'm, I'm very grateful to them for doing so. Uh, fortunately, Lee is no longer with us, which my dear friend and Lee was just great, great guy. And he was so happy. And I was actually very grateful to be able, that was his dying wish to get his platinum albums for Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman. And unfortunately there was the whole contentious situation, unfortunately for like 39 years between Lee and Sharon and Ozzy. And I'm glad I got them to come around so many years later. And uh, especially that it was his dying wish that was one of the best things I think I've ever done. I could ever do for anybody. He was just so happy and that was all about him. And we surprised him and uh, I got Sharon and Ozzy to give me the platinum albums and we surprised him with them at our gala. And that was just off the charts for sure. That's awesome, Pat, because, you know, Kerslake and Daisley, they really struggled with how that early Ozzy period credit was given and for him to receive that before he passed props to you again this Sunday is the live stream and you could find that at volume.com backslash metal hall of fame 
and we'll have all this on the Metal Mayhem ROC show notes and website. So everyone make it real easy to find it. All right, Pat. Well, again, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much again. I greatly appreciate all your support. And thanks to all the fans for being out there and being a part of the whole thing because it's all about the fans. So I can't thank all of them enough everywhere throughout the world. Okay. Have a great day, sir. And we'll stay in touch. Thank you. Hey, friends of the Metal Mayhem ROC podcast. Vernomatic here, inviting you to get those horns up and to join us live Monday night, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time for Metal Mayhem ROC Live. We crack the vaults open and play the best of the metal from the last 50 years. Get in the chat room, meet other bangers from around the world, send me a request, and I'll get it on for you. That's Metal Mayhem ROC Live with me, the Vernomatic. Monday nights, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time on netmetalstation.com. Attention metalheads, we all want to return to concert venues soon. Introducing Metal Mayhem ROC Metal Forever Freedom X Sanitizer. This sanitizer product is water and foam based, manufactured with proprietary HYIQ solution. That's right, no alcohol, but more effective. Manufactured following FDA sanitizer monograph guidelines. It applies smooth without irritating the skin. Safe for all ages. Keep your friends and family safe with Metal Mayhem ROC's own sanitizer. Visit Metal Mayhem MROC.com or MetalForever.com to order your bottles now. Use promo code METAL at the Freedom X checkout store for a show discount. Now, now, back to Metal Mayhem ROC. So continuing in our profile, our feature tonight, we have Roman Fernandez. He's the gentleman behind the petition to induct Bill LaCoin, famous manager of KISS, Roman, thank you for joining us on Metal Mayhem ROC. Thank you, John. It's a delight, man. I really appreciate it. You're the juice behind this bill of coin petition. Why don't you, <laughs> the juice. Why don't you, uh, <laughs> I've never heard it put that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you tell us about the petition and your uh, association with Mr. O'Coin? Well, let's let's first of all, I want to be completely fair. It's it's really it's really a tandem effort between myself and Tom Feely. And I think those who get around to the conventions, uh, the KISS conventions and the Rockin' Pods and everything else may be familiar with Tom. But Tom was a good friend of Bill O'Coin's. Uh, that's how I got to know him. And in fact, they actually uh, they worked on I think they worked on Enough's Enough together uh, for a little bit uh, before Bill got sick. Um, so so it's really Tom and I and Tom does a lot of the heavy lifting. So I want to say that right up front. He. He has the wherewithal to go to all the different conventions. He flies around. He sets up the Bill coin booth, and uh, and then when I when I can, I show up and uh, you know and do the deed. But yeah, so how this all started? Well, yeah, for those who may not know, Bill was my my partner, uh, domestic partner for Christ like sixteen years since the mid nineties. And uh, what Bill passed away in twenty ten. It's been eleven years already, um, which is still kind of bizarre to wrap your head around well to wrap my head around but um sorry so, for your sorry for your loss on that i didn't realize uh, your uh, domestic partners yeah 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 for yeah quite a while like i said and um a, a three years after bill had passed away uh the unimaginable happened and that was we found out that kiss was going to be inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame um that was a real bizarre twist of fate for me uh it was like a cruel joke uh played by the universe because you know bill and i didn't talk a lot about kiss um during our time together but bill was very much at peace uh with the fact that kiss was never going to be inducted into the rock and hall of fame he knew it for a fact uh for political reasons and you know whatever that can be debated uh, about on a different show but he was he knew it was never going to happen and he was totally at peace with that you know bill was never he was not a bitter guy at all in fact his motto was onward and upward i mean you just pick up the pieces and move on and, and go on with your life and get get things done so no big deal but then when three years after his passing we find out that kiss is going to be inducted i was like wow this is bizarre bill should have been here to see this you know he wouldn't have believed it so that kind of got my wheels turning and then I started hearing rumors, well, not rumors, um, but, but comments from 
you know, from musical peers and, and, and friends and family saying, wow, Kiss is inducted, you know, sounds like Bill should be inducted as well. So it was already kind of out there in the ether. And then I, I did an interview with, um, uh, oh, Jesus, uh, with Michael Brandbold and, uh, and Tommy Summers on Three Sides of the Coin right after I think they announced the, that Kiss would be inducted. And, you know, in the course of our conversation, they said, yeah, you know, we think you should be inducted as well. And I, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, you know, maybe we should start a petition and, and let's put it out there and just see what happens. You know, I still was managing Bill's uh, Facebook page. Now, this is not a fan page. This is actual Bill's actual Facebook page that he used to run himself. Um, so when he passed away, I, I maintained it. So I figured, well, you know, we can post it on Bill's page and do this and that and let's just see where it goes you know we started getting some traction and then i forget if it was tom or me or whatever it was somehow it ended up we were going to be at one of the kiss conventions you know tom has a lot of experience because he also used to work for the nfl um and uh he was one of their top it guys i mean tom would be at all the major nfl events from the drafts to the super bowl to you name it and he used to set up all the IT systems for the NFL. I, I think it was, I mean, it had to be Tom who said, well, you know, we could set up a bill of coin booth at, you know, one of these conventions. We could have some computers, you know, have a, some graphics, you know, a bill of coin banner, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'll, you know, I'll set it up and we'll see what happens. And that's kind of how the whole thing got started. Did that answer the question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you had to wake me up because as you're telling the story, I'm just, um, you know, I have a thousand questions. Uh, let's start at the beginning. Why wasn't Bill included in the original induction with the band? John, man, I, you're asking the wrong guy. I don't. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't know that I have an answer for that, but the fact that the the fact that the hall would not induct Tommy Thayer. Um, you know, and Eric, um, along with the band, or induct any of the other members of KISS, other than the original four, I think gives you some insight um, as to why they might not have uh, inducted. And I, and I also understand Bill's the manager. You know, the Hall is better known for inducting uh, musical artists, although they do induct managers. They do induct production people uh, and songwriters and people behind the scenes. Yeah, I guess... Um... You know, where do you draw the line? Now, us in the KISS Army, we know that uh, Bill O'Coin was vital in the development and the explosion of KISS. Marketing, it's all well documented. I guess you can't really put a manager in there. Like, was Peter Grant of Led Zeppelin included when Led Zeppelin went in? Well, no. Grant, I think there's only been two managers that have been inducted. Uh, Brian Epstein and uh, Andrew Lug uh, of the Stones. Uh, I think those are the only two. And Brian Epstein, if I'm not mistaken, um, again, he did not, I, I don't believe he got in, uh, when did he, well, whenever he got in, um, I know that a petition was started. I guess the Beatles were inducted and, um, and he hadn't been inducted with the band. So I believe a petition was started and it took 15 years after the petition was actually put together. Uh, but eventually, 15 years later, um, he was, in fact, inducted. Another question. Why, um, why did uh, Bill leave in 82 from managing KISS? <laughs> well, I think that depends on who you ask. Okay. Uh, I mean, Bill had his reasons for leaving. Uh, the band had their own reasons. Um, I am not going to be presumptuous enough to to say why the band thought that Bill should go, but I think it's been well documented. Yeah. Um, I think, at least from my end, um, Bill used to say that they did want to go in a different direction, and 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 I don't think this was Bill's call. I think it's it's pretty safe to say that this was Gene and Paul's call uh, to part ways. Um, but I think Bill was already, um, I think he was stretched pretty thin, uh, at that point because he was working with, uh, Billy Idol. He had just broke Billy Idol, uh, I think like a year prior. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was spending, let's put it this way. He wasn't spending as much time with Kiss, with Kiss as he nearly was in the beginning, uh, or the first few years. 
Uh, he was way more involved in other projects like Idol. You know, he was involved with Stars. He was involved with uh, with Piper. Although Piper, I think Squire was already on his uh, doing a solo career by then. Yeah. Um, so so uh, listen, I I think there's a lot of reasons to go around. Um, you know, it's it's no. It's no mystery to anybody that Bill was partying back in the day, uh, yeah, big yeah. time. And uh, I know the guys weren't keen on that. So, you know, I can't blame them for that. But I I think it was just a combination of many, many reasons. Um, but I think Bill saw it coming. And I think he also felt like the band was going to go in a direction that, uh, that he wasn't ready to go in. It was 82, and they were trying to you know, turn the page. The eighties were there. And I, I knew all this. I was just curious. I just, um, I, you know, I saw a lot of it in the documentary, the A and E and it's like I said, it's been well-documented. Yeah. Let's touch on Tom Feely. Now, how did uh, you and Tom connect? Well, it was through Bill because Bill, Bill, like I said, Bill was introduced to Tom, or I should say Tom was introduced to Bill through Carol Kay. Um, Carol Kay was uh, one of Bill's um, PR people at Acoin Management. I believe Tom was looking for um, some help with, uh, with um, Christ, I must have Guns N' Roses, with uh, Enough's Enough. And he had reached out to Carol, and I believe Tom's idea, what he wanted to do was take Enough's enough uh, to a certain level, because this was after their their big success in the in the mid '80s. Um, this is like now mid '90s, if I'm not mistaken, mid to mid to late '90s. And so he wanted to get him to a certain level, and basically groom him enough for um, for a top manager um, to either partner with Tom or to take over. Uh, so I, I think he might have reached out to Carol Kay. Um, and I don't know if he had the intention of pursuing Bill per se, but I think it was Carol's idea to say, well, I think I've got the guy for you. And she put him in touch with, uh, with Bill. And that's how, that's how they got to know each other. And of course, you know, I mean, I'm living with Bill, so I got to meet Tom right Mm -hmm. away. And, uh, now we hit it off and, and after Bill passed away, we became even closer. So that's kind of how that developed. Uh, on a sidebar, I'm curious, how does Tom go from when was he working with the NFL? How does does he go from managing uh, enough's enough or working with enough's enough to the NFL? I mean, Actually, he was working both at the same time. I don't, I don't, man, I don't know how that guy has the energy to do half the stuff that he does because um, the NFL literally had him flying all around the freaking world. Um, I mean, his schedule was constantly crazy. Uh, I mean, I guess off season, maybe, maybe less so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you know, but, August, August, like late July through the Super Bowl is. It, yeah, it'd be stupid. Um, but somehow, I don't know. He he found the wherewithal, and he wasn't like a, he wasn't like an armchair manager either. As as far as I, yeah, again, we should have had Tom. Yeah, Tom, if you're listening to this, bro, why <laughs> why didn't you get in on the call? Um, he, again, like I said, he wasn't an armchair manager. From what I recall, Tom actually flew out on many dates, uh, with the band, including Japan and, and Christ knows where else. So, um, I don't know how Tom does it, but he, again, he had the energy and I, I, I know he loves, 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 uh, music, uh, in general. Um, so I, I think it was, it was partly a labor of love for him and it's, it's, I don't want to call it a pastime because he was doing it professionally, uh-huh. but I think it's just something he enjoyed doing. So just like, you know, on your downtime, even if you're working full time on your downtime, you take up your favorite hobby, whatever that might be. Uh, for Tom, it wasn't a hobby. It was, it was a career, but it's something he enjoyed doing on his quote unquote time off, you know? So you have this idea out of respect to bill. You wanted to do this petition. How did it get in? How did it get official? Um, this was purely, uh, something that I, I just put together. I put together a petition on, on, you know, there's, there's a thousand different third party, uh, petition, uh, sites online. And, uh, I just picked one and we put it together and, um, and that was that, but there's nothing per se official about it. Um, but I think the reason it started picking up steam. And again, I think this was Tom's idea is, once we had the banner and we were making the rounds to all the different um, expos and conventions, 
uh, Thomas said, wouldn't it be cool if we could get some people in the music community to pose with the uh, Bill O'Coin banner? Because the, the, the O'Coin banner said some, says, still says something along the lines of uh, uh, Bill O'Coin, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame petition, you know, go to this website. So, yeah. And, uh, and I said, yeah, man, if, if we could do that, that'd be great. We not only had the, the banner, but we also had these postcards made up uh, with the same information. And I think the first one to do it uh, was Bryn Ahrens, um, lead singer of uh, Flip, uh, which is a, a band from the, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they're from the Midwest. And it's a band that Bill had worked with. And, uh, and I know they love Bill and I'm friends with all those guys. So I'd asked Bryn, I said, hey, would you, would you be cool with posing with this card? And absolutely. So then we started getting a few more people. We got Matt Kramer of Saigon Kick and friends that we knew uh, in the music community. And it went from the postcard to doing the banner. And Tom, like I said, was taking the thing around to different conventions. And before you knew it, we had, I mean, Christ, I, I can't even think of how many people have posted from Rudy Sarzo to Carmine Apice, uh or a piece. I forget if it's Apice or a piece, but um, to you name it. I mean, uh, uh, Peter, Chris, you know, uh, Ace Freely and, mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus, I, I can't even think. There's we must have at least fifty or sixty different um, uh, musical artists uh, that have posted with the band. Maybe more. I, I've lost count. So you so you're being acknowledged through the uh, Metal Hall of Fame. That's, yes, that's the yes. live stream that we're uh, on September twelfth. How did you get in touch with? Uh, how did that develop? Did the Hall of Fame see this and reach out to you? Um, I. Th- I think who reached out to me, I think Michael Brandbold um, is the one who dropped me a note and said, hey, how would you feel about Bill being inducted into the Metal Hall of Fame? I mean, like, like, what am I going to, I mean, I'm thinking that's freaking awesome. Why, why are you asking me? <laughs> what mm-hmm. am I going to do? Where do I sign up? And he said, uh, well, listen, I think this guy Pat wants to talk to you. Uh, so I said, yeah, sure. Put him in touch. And I, we got on the phone, uh, me and Pat did right away. Uh, what a sweetheart of a guy. Um, super, super cool. Roman. I just want to interject real quick. Roman's talking about Pat Gasaldo. He's the CEO and the guy that runs the metal hall of fame. So that's who Pat is that Roman's talking about. Uh, so we must've chatted for Christ, maybe an hour, two hours. I don't know. Um, he kind of told me what it was all about. And um, listen, I, I think, first of all, props to him for doing what he's doing, um, you know, specifically as it pertains to uh, inducting people that have been uh, shrugged off by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So props just for that, um, but also just for having the wherewithal to put this thing together because uh, it's on its fifth year uh, and it's still going strong despite, you know, the, the specter of COVID last year. Um, so that's how Pat and I were, were put in touch. And, uh, again, I, I got nothing but great things to say about that guy. I, I thank him. I'm, I'm honored and I'm, I'm moved uh, that he felt, you know, uh, that he felt so compelled to want to get, uh, Bill inducted into the middle hall of fame. So super cool. We're talking with Roman Fernandez. He's the gentleman along with Tom Feely. They started the, movement to get bill a coin into the rock and roll hall of fame well stage one of their journey has been successful as on september 12th bill a coin will be acknowledged and inducted into the metal hall of fame this is an event it's a live stream this year 2021 metal hall of fame inductees include from the kiss camp a bill a coin like i mentioned doc mcgee their current manager Bruce Kulick, the guitarist for 12 years in the mid-80s, the mid-90s, and the late, great Eric Carr. Now, Roman, um, first question, is this a COVID um, casualty? Is this why it's a live stream? Because they've had live events in the past. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, as, as far as I know, it's absolutely because of COVID. Uh, I, I believe the way that it works every year is they've had um, a live ceremony, and I think it's usually on the eve of the NAM convention in mm-hmm. Anaheim, uh, which is a brilliant idea, right? Because you've got a venue right there. You've got all these musical artists there. So 
it just it just makes sense. It's a great marriage. Um, obviously, because of COVID, um, especially last year. Well, last year. Now we're still in 2021, but it usually happens in January, right? Is Nam in January or is it February? I forget. It's yes, the winter Nam is in Anaheim in January. Right, right. So, so obviously, you know, January of this year, things were still nutty. Um, and, uh, so that couldn't happen. And that's the reason they had to go with a, with a streaming, uh, you know, rendition. What's your involvement this year? Mm. Well, uh, actually I just did the acceptance speech, you know, obviously Bill's not around. Um, so I, I pre-recorded my, uh, the acceptance speech and I believe the induction is being done by Keith Roth. I don't, I don't know if that's, I'm guessing and that's also pre-recorded and they're editing the whole thing together. Um, and again, props to Keith Roth as well. I don't know if you're familiar, but he's, uh, from Sirius XM radio. Yeah. Yeah. Another super cool guy. I, I don't know who reached out to him to do the induction, but Keith is, has been a, another sweetheart of a guy, uh, when it, it's pertaining to anything, Bill O'Coin and he said, yeah, if there's anything I can ever do to help anything, just let me know. And uh, so he has. Last last year, for Bill's uh, 10th anniversary of his passing, we normally do a um, this get together at a at a. I was going to call it a venue. It's not a venue. It's a it's a ticky tacky together ragtag kind of burger joint and watering hole on the Intracoastal Waterway here in in Hollywood, Florida. And it's where me and Bill spent a lot of our time when we were together. In any case, so on the anniversary of Bill's passing, every year uh, we do something at this place, and every year people turn up and we we do a live stream through Bill's Facebook page. Anyway, the point is that um, we couldn't have it last year because of COVID, um, so I put together a one-hour um, uh, video uh, commemoration um, of Bill's life and career, and we had everybody from uh, members of the Acoin management family back in the 70s to current artists. Uh, and in fact, Keith Roth uh, was one of the people who appeared in the video. Um, so again, he's always been an advocate. Uh, I, he's a trooper of a guy. I appreciate him. Uh, in any case, the point is that he's the one who will actually be inducting Bill and I giving the, uh, the acceptance speech. Has Eddie Trunk reached out to you in any capacity? Oh, me and Trunk. Uh, me and Trunk are actually um, we're I wouldn't say we're close friends, but yeah, we we certainly uh, touch base uh, often enough. Uh, so yeah, we have talked, and in fact, I think Eddie Trunk is going to be there. Yeah, the li- yeah Eddie's going to be there. There's a long list of people involved in it. Have you ever heard uh, anything from Gene or Paul? Um, Gene and Paul, that's a more complicated situation. You know, I. I don't really have a relationship. I did with Paul for a little bit after Bill passed away, um, you know, but those are busy yeah. guys. Uh, I, I don't really keep in touch with them. Uh, I, well, again, Gene and I are not really, we don't really have a relationship at all. And Paul, yeah, I haven't, I haven't communicated with him in a, in a number of years. Uh, but, um, you know, for, for whatever it's worth, um, you know, when Bill was, was, let me phrase this correctly. When when Bill was in the hospital, and we knew that that his not days his hours uh, were mm-hmm. counted, um, I don't know how it how it happened. If if Paul called me or if I called Paul or whatever it was, um, but Paul and Gene, well, Kiss uh, were in, in Belgium. I think they were doing the last date of one of their legs. And, um, and I, I, for, I forget what the conversation was, but, um, I told Paul, listen, man, he's, he's not going to make it. If, if you're going to see him, you, you better try to do it quickly. Um, that night, Gene and Paul got on a plane and flew to Miami. They flew down here to try to, to make it before Bill passed away. And they missed him by Jesus Christ. I don't know, an hour, two hours, but they certainly tried their damnness to, to, see bill face to face before he before he went roman that's what i was looking for to see if there's any kind of you know human element it can't always be you know the company the company line with gene and paul 
No, listen, a lot of that, listen, I'm not, uh, like I said, I'm not close with those guys, but I I got to know Paul a little bit. But uh, yeah, so much of what gets out there is really a a cartoonish representation of who these people are. Um, I can't, again, I can't speak for Gene because I don't really know him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, I I thought, I mean, talk about a momentous uh, um, effort um, after the show to find the first plane to go cross Atlantic to Miami to try to catch this guy before he goes. Um, so they get an A plus for effort. Well, their actions just demonstrated that by just by the fact that they flew there to possibly try to catch Bill before he passed. I'm glad I'm glad you shared that because that's uh, reinforces my belief in those guys. It, it, it really speaks volumes. Listen, I, I I've had a similar talk about this on, on a couple of other interviews and it's, you know, life is so complex, man, and relationships are so complex, and business can be so complex. And it's so e- it's so easy for people just to to latch on to one soundbite or two or many over the course of years and and form your own opinion. But ultimately, you know, even if you're best friends with somebody over the course of forty years, you may still not know everything about them. You may not quite. So that whole thing is so complicated. I think for for any member of KISS or anybody, any any person mm-hmm. anywhere, a friend, to just be written off, you know, and, you know, and, and, and basically narrow them down to, like I said, a headline or a soundbite is, is so myopic. I, you know, people are complicated and, and nobody can be uh, described in, in one sentence, you know, with one color. Um, and the fact that they did that. Um, not that I had a preconceived notion of these people. Well, I, I guess I kind of did like everybody else because you read stuff and whatnot, but the fact that they did that for me was, was, was huge. I mean, that was everything, you know, when you started this, the, this petition, did you ever reach out to Gene or Paul and did they ever reach out to you in any kind of way? I'm, I'm going to be really honest and also very careful about what I say here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not directly reached out to Gene or Paul about this um, for a very specific reason. First of all, I know that they're aware. They, they were aware of this movement, I think, um, shortly after it got started. Uh, but, you know, man, I, I try to use some common sense. And just like I wouldn't ask something of a friend that would make them feel uncomfortable, I didn't want to do that um, for Gene or Paul. And what I'm referring to was, you know, the way that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame treated them was, I, I don't want to speak ill of the Hall of Fame, but, eh, you know, it, it wasn't totally cool. It was, they they didn't show them, I think, the same gesture that they would have shown someone like a Bruce Springsteen and, a, and the E Street Band, for instance. I, and I know it rubbed them the wrong way, and they've said so publicly. So for me to ask them would be to put them in a really awkward position, right? I mean, it's their manager. I know how they feel about them because I know it. I, nobody needs to justify it to me. I know it. I've seen it. Um, it doesn't need to be justified. But for them to, for me to put them in that awkward position is kind of a shitty move, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, that would be like that would be like you know if your best friend runs off with your wife, you know, and then you want to ask your wife for a favor against your best friend. You know what I mean? It's just, it's awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, I'm not referring to the relationship between Bill and the guys, but I'm talking about, you know, putting this wedge in between, which is the hall of fame, which I know they were not thrilled about. I mean, Paul said it publicly at the event that night. So why would I go to them and put them in that weird position? Listen, I, if they feel like it and, and, and it makes sense, They'll come to me. They know where I'm at. Um, and, you know, and I'd love to have them on board. I think one thing that really needs to be mentioned is Peter Chris. Um, Peter Chris has been on Bill's Corner, and he's gone way above and beyond the call of duty uh, to make sure that Bill is represented. Um, I mean, not only has he dedicated awards, and he always um, gives praise to Bill uh, for what he did for the band. <clears throat> but, you know, when um, when the Hall of Fame, when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was happening back in 2014, um, you know, obviously the band was going to be at the event. 
Um, but uh, Peter and Gigi went way out of their way uh, to make sure that Bill was represented. And they found a means by which they could actually get me and Bill's sister, um, who I was also very close with, um, to actually be at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, at one of the tables on the floor. Uh, and I, I don't know what you know about those tables on the floor at the Hall of Fame, but getting one of those tables is not a cheap proposition. Um, but Peter has gone above and beyond, and that night, uh, both Bill's sister and I were able to be there um, with, uh, you know, with Peter and with Ace and a few other people, including Eddie Trunk, uh, to represent Bill uh, on the night that Kiss was being inducted. So, so I have to, I have to really give a tip of the hat to to Peter because he's 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 moved mountains uh, for for Bill, and I'm I'm appreciative of that. Did you sit at the table with Peter and Ace and Eddie? Well, no, we were kind of split because each table only uh, seats, uh, I don't know, like eight. Um, And I was at the table with Ace uh, and I believe Ace's, I think, fiance at the time. Eddie Trunk was there. He was sitting next to me. Um, And I think there was someone from Ace's road crew and Peter. So Peter and Gigi ended up on another table uh, nearby. But yeah, it was it was kind of it was kind of weird the way that uh, that that the parties were kind of split up uh, on the floor. Um, but in any case, yeah, the fact that they were able to pull that off, because a lot of people that wanted to go that night and sit on the floor, because, you know, it's an open event. You can buy a seat and sit, you know, in the, uh, um, uh, whatever you call it, the, the where the audience uh, normally sits. But to be on the floor, that's a whole different, uh, you know, ball of wax. Uh, so they were able to pull it off, and and the fact that it, they didn't just get a seat for me, they got one for uh, Bill's sister and I, uh, for both of us to be there, uh, was was I mean my jaw dropped uh, when when they said they'd be able to do that for us. So I, I don't know that was that was fantastic. That's so, cool. That's um, credit to Peter for abs- absolutely absolutely. And and to this day, again, he he always drops Bill's name and always gives praise. Uh, whenever he has an opportunity. So, and that is one camp that we're very close with. Yeah. Do you uh, still keep in touch with Peter and possibly Ace? Uh, again, again, Ace and I have never really, never really been friends. We we see each other. We run into each other every once in a while. We, you know, say hello and, and shoot the shit. But, uh, but with Peter, yes, Peter and Gigi. Um, yes, we maintain a, a pretty close relationship. Do you recall or remember? I heard Eddie recently shared the story about that, that ceremony and that it goes on forever. They don't feed you. There's, you know, it's long <laughs> as hell and it's not all it's cracked. It's not all it's cracked up to be. Oh man. And at yeah. the end, some handler came up, whispered in Ace's ear. And basically what it was, was ceremonies running long, not doing the all-star jam at the end. So Ace, after the handler left, Ace is like, all right, Went under the table, grabbed his guitar, and he said, "We're out of here." Yeah, you know the memory of that night is a little bit foggy, and, and Ace was sitting right across from me, and I vaguely recall that. Of course, at the time, I didn't know what was happening. You know, um, yes, Ace left, but I I had no idea uh, what was you know what the circumstances were. Um, so it, it actually, I didn't know the story until, ironically, I heard it from Eddie, I think, on one of his shows or, or you know, one of his blogs or something. Uh, and that's when I put it together. And I said, oh, that's, so that's what happened. How, how's Peter doing? Um, very well, as far as I know. You know, I, I know he keeps a pretty low profile these days. And the truth is, I talk to Gigi more than Peter. Uh, but I think, yeah, Peter's doing great. I think he's just kind of keeping a low profile and enjoying, you know, his uh oh god i almost said his golden years but that sounds so lame (laughs) you know he's enjoying the time that he's got and uh god i can't blame him for it i hope that when this end of the road really comes in for a landing even i really hope peter and ace are able to at least get on stage and you know take a bow um i think that would be the right thing to do you know i'm i I'm actually going to keep my mouth shut because I just I said something to Eddie Trunk back in 2014, and I caught a little bit of flack for it. But let me just say I 
don't disagree with you. I think I think that'd be terrific if that could happen. All right, Roman. Well, thank you. This has been informative, entertaining, and educational. I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And li- listen, even though I know we're celebrating on September 12th, we're celebrating the fact that Bill's getting inducted into the Medal Hall of Fame. And again, props to those guys uh, for inducting him. But for anybody who's listening, if you want to sign the bill petition for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, because, you know, at this point, at this point, it, it, it's just about seeing the appreciation for Bill. You said something at the beginning of this call about there wouldn't have been a kiss or, or no, that you didn't say that. You said that Bill was pivotal uh, in the launching and uh, development of Kiss, which I totally agree with. So if for no other reason, if you want to show your appreciation, it'd be fantastic. You know, if you go to inductbill.com. Uh, you can go to the petition and, you know, just basically type in your email. It's all it's required. If you want to leave a comment, you can. You don't have to donate anything. I know the page asks you for a donation, but that has nothing to do with us. Uh, you don't have to donate. But that would be super awesome if the listeners want to do that because, indeed, I believe without Bill Kiss, well, Kiss certainly wouldn't have been the band they are today. Uh, not the Kiss that we I we, we, We'll have uh, direct links to that on, under our show notes for this episode, so it'll be easily accessible for the listeners. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. Thank you. Again, the event is the Metal Hall of Fame induction ceremony. This year, it's a live stream. September 12th, 2021. You could go to the live stream host, volume.com backslash Metal Hall of Fame, or just visit the MetalMayhemROC.com website, and we'll have a nice, easy, direct link to the event. Roman Fernandez, again, thank you for your time, sir. Yeah, thank you, John. Thank you very much, and thank you for doing it last minute. This turned out perfect. You got it. Okay, Roman, have a great night, buddy. You too, John. Take care. All right, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Metal for Life. Thanks for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our websites at MetalMayhemROC.com and MetalForever.com for information on upcoming concerts, podcasts, archives, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. Catch us next time on WLFE-DB Radio. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.